changed her from uh, an average church-going Christian backslidden to someone that was sold out 100%, and it's like a transformation of day and night. Uh, and, and, and the book, The Hell Conspiracy, it has that effect. In other words, making Jesus Lord or doing what the Bible says, making Jesus uh, Savior and Lord. In other words, everyone makes him Savior that's a believer. but And that's debatable, by the way. But the Bible says Savior and Lord. But the encounter you had in hell, just some of it is being uh, you saw, actually, you told me you saw a timeline for the future all the way to the return of Jesus. And you told me before we went on the air that we are very close to his return based on the timeline you saw. But what you had to tell me, I want to sh- do what Pat Robertson did in his uh, autobiography. I want to shout it from the rooftops because people have to know. But you had a, a you just had a visitation from Jesus, and he showed you something you had seen in the timeline when you visited heaven and hell. Uh, and tell take me back uh, just a month or so ago. Right. What? What happened in this visitation? Thank you. Thank you, Sid. So um, it was the morning time. I was putting on my makeup. So looking in a mirror, putting on my makeup. And I felt the presence of the Lord come into the room, overpowering me. And um, there was uh, a healthy fear of the Lord. And then suddenly... I felt the heart of the father for the 60 million plus babies that had been aborted. And it was a flash. I don't even know how to say how quickly it was, maybe a nanosecond. But in that, in that amount of time, the amount of pain, overwhelming, overpowering pain that Jesus was feeling, I... Um, it, it was short-circuiting me. It was it was uh, unplugging me. In fact, it ended really quickly. Thank you, Jesus. And then the next one started where I felt immediately this overwhelming sense of the wrath of God towards this sin of killing innocent babies. When you and, say overwhelming, do you mean beyond anything you ever felt before? Because you felt a lot of things when you had the visitation to heaven and the visitation to hell. Is yes, this thank you. You know, Sid, it was, I, 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 I never thought I could uh, explain the fear and the overwhelming pain that I felt for the wrath of God for my sins, as I explained in the book. But this was that that would have looked like cotton candy compared to this overwhelming wrath that God has for the murder of innocent babies. So the two were not really in comparison, although I never thought I'd be able to explain the amount of wrath that God had towards me for my individual sins. This, there is no comparison. So, you know, when it stopped, I, I, I was touching myself because I, I thought I had evaporated or something. I don't know how 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 you could handle that much pain or that much sorrow. Un, I mean, it was unbelievable. The sorrow and the pain and the and the wrath, more, so much more than anger. It was so much more than just what you think God might be angry. No, this was this was a boiling point, and and something had changed. He knows exactly how many babies have been murdered. Jesus knows. So, knows so how are, many. We, are we approaching, uh, in other words, it's almost, I've heard an analogy of the sins are in a bucket. And when they get to a certain point, right. uh, that's when judgment occurs. Are we, right, that would be a, where are we at that now? 
with the that horse. would be an excellent, excellent way to explain it. And what, why ever, why ever, however many babies have been aborted, we we we've turned the corner. There is mm-hmm. there is way too many babies, sixty million plus, and and as I said, he knows exactly how many. And so this overwhelming uh, pain and anger was right there, and and that was the beginning of the visitation and as it as it stopped i was shocked that i was still alive having felt both of those i was shocked that i was still alive and that's when the lord showed me the timeline so when i first the very first time first vision when the lord took me to heaven before i left he gave me my identity he put his head his forehead to my forehead and he downloaded this timeline of amazing and terrible things that were going to happen. And nothing seemed real scary in the presence of Jesus because you knew he was in control. And so every time that the Lord tries to teach me something. Well, one of my favorite guests is Lori Ditto. Why? Because she had like Wesley and Finney. They were all we always trying to plumb line us back to our God because Jesus is coming back for a pure and spotless bride. And what we got to get is that now is that time to make sure that you are clean, that you are aligned with God, that you are obedient to Him. And if you're not that pure and spotless bride then you're not on Jesus' team. And so, you know, all of that was overwhelming. I really feel, I sensed that he has this issue. And if we will not align with him, the same as plumb lining, uh, purifying us back to him, if we will not, I felt that it was as, as in the times of Moses with the heart of Pharaoh, that if we will not obey Jesus Christ in this, that, that we will be like Pharaoh. This is like step one. I mean, maybe we've already passed many steps. And, and, and finally, uh, uh, I'm Let leaving. me see if I understand you. This country, humans, have committed many major sins. Yes, sir. But what I hear you saying is at this moment, the thing that is about ready to release the judgment of God is the sin of murdering the innocent babies in the womb. That's absolutely what I'm saying. Yes, that's absolutely what I'm saying. If we do not hear him and understand the depth of his heart on this issue, if we cannot side with Jesus Christ in the understanding of life, that only God creates people in his image, if, if we don't do something about it, then we're in trouble. And I understood right now, Sid, I had a choice. You can be silent or you can move and use your voice. And silence is is saying that you are against Jesus. If you refuse to say anything, if you think, well, I'm just going to sit this one out, that's not available. That is not an option. You don't get to sit this out because he's asking for something. He's asking for all of us to join him with protecting and saving babies. I also understood that Satan is uh, on a on a rage to try and take out the last generation, the baby of the family, which would be the the last generation, to try and take it out. 
And so we as Christians must do everything, everything that we can do. Yeah, you know, like every Christian recognizes it's a horrible sin, but right. we've heard it so much, and it's so many doing it. An entire political party, the Democratic Party, is for right. murdering babies in the womb. Um, uh, that we're almost numb. I hate to say this, we're almost numb over that issue. And you're saying, God is saying, stop that. It's time to take action. Absolutely. And, you know, as Christians, politics sits underneath Christianity. The kingdom of God is above politics sit below. They're not separated. Our life, you don't, you don't stop being a, stop being a Christian when you go to vote. Christians vote. And that was something that the Lord really impressed upon me that he wanted me to do. He said, I want a protest. And he showed me what one would look like. And um, I've never organized a protest before. You told told me uh, there was another uh, adjective before the word protest, a peaceful protest. Mm -hmm. Right. So I am organizing a peaceful Christian protest to call the city to repent, to repent of your sins. This is in your your city, Kansas City. When is it? This is October 10, Saturday, October 10 at 10 a.m. We're going to meet down at City Hall. And uh, we're going to do a silent siege walk around City Hall for the 60 plus million babies that have already been aborted. And we're going to cry out. We're going to humble ourselves and pray and seek God's face and repent of our sin and ask God to heal this land and to cause believers to take their rightful place as the leaders of of our city, the leaders. The church needs to The church needs to be able to know what to do. And right now, God has given us something to do. And the idea that um, people could vote for a position instead of a policy is is not correct. Jesus is asking us. For a personality instead of a policy. Right. We have to. We have to vote for the party that is willing to save the babies. And in case there's any uh, miscommunication of what it is that I'm saying, now I'm a believer in Jesus Christ first, and I pray about how should I vote. And right now there is, there is, there is something that he wants, and we need to vote for the party that is protecting the babies, and that's the Republican Party. All right, but what about the, what about the person watching us right now that says, "Tell you the truth, I'm sick of poli- politicians." Period. I'm not going to vote for either one. What would you say? Right. I would. I would tell them that your silence, your silence is against the Lord Jesus Christ. Your silence does not put all your eggs in Jesus' basket. By voting for protecting the babies. You are voting with Jesus by staying silent. He he holds us accountable for what we say, but he holds us accountable for what we don't say. And that will that would, for me, be disobedience because the Lord is asking us to move on behalf of something that's on his heart right now. And if you choose silence, I am really afraid for you because if you choose silence, what you're saying is what the Lord wants does not matter. If you choose silence, what you're saying, then you're hardening your heart. And I would not want to be like Pharaoh having such a hard heart because in the end, you are you're choosing to be separated from God. You are choosing to go to hell. And if you could see that it's only the enemy putting these kinds of blinders on you, I would tell you, if you think you can be silent, then you need to get some prayer people around you and start praying for you that the scales would fall off your eyes. I would suggest that you get people around you praying for you, that you would know the heart of God. Because once you feel, understand that God is so upset, both in pain and in wrath, if you knew that, then you would side with the Lord. 
if you call Jesus savior, then you need to do what it is that he's asking us to do. And silence is not an option. You said that God gave you, no, that's exactly what I wanted to hear from you. Uh, But tell me, this is very important. The Lord gave you a strategy for every city in America. Yes. First of all, why, why are you using the word protest? Well, you know, that's the word that he gave me. He said, I want a protest. And so uh, protest. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He said protest. And um, I went to my board, Operation Save Kansas City's board. And I sat down with uh, with the men on this board and I explained to them what God wanted. And right away, they felt that it is God. They felt this is God. And then then they worked with me, you know, protest. Christians obey the rules. And so protest has such a negative connotation to it because right now the only types of protests are the ones where people are setting police cars on fire or or trying to beat up and hurt the policemen and deface property. That's what's in the mind of, of America right now. This is what a protest is. But Martin Luther protest, protested and a whole Protestant uh, belief system emerged from that. And we need to protest because I believe in this protest, we will plumb line people back to Jesus Christ. And we need to plumb line sin and the number one sin that God had highlighted right now. And I'm not saying that all sin isn't sin. I'm just saying the one that right now he's asking us all to focus on this one sin is the murder of innocent babies. Abortion is murder. And so I saw signs when he showed me the vision. Um, he showed me a, a clip of what the protest would look like. And I saw signs saying that um, abortion is murder. And so my, back to my board, they asked me, can we call it a worship? No, we cannot. Can we call it a mar- you know, just a march? No, this is a protest. Because that's what God asked. And if we're going to do it, I know I need to stick to what it is that he said. And as I explained to this board, this is what God wants. All of the people on the board, we are 100% in agreement. Let's give Jesus what it is that he wants. And someday, Sid, we will be so proud that we gave Jesus what he wanted. I have no idea what it will feel like to know that we did something beyond what we're used to, beyond what we're capable of. But, you know, as this thing has come together, the Holy Spirit has walked us through step by step. Lori, this is very important, what I'm going to ask you now. God gave you a strategy to do a web page so that it would be easier for someone watching us right now that would like it done in their city. Explain what he showed you and what you have to so as we as as I was looking at all the signs, the understanding in, in that in that clip, that vision came to me. It's not about your logo. It's not about your name. So yes, plan Kansas City. But then I want you to take all of these signs and all of the banners and everything, and I want it able to go from city to city. And so on the website. There is there's a button called uh, protest and underneath protest, there are three drop downs. The first one is for Kansas City. If you want to register to be at the Kansas City uh, protest, you can do that there. And then there's the sign sheet, sign up sheet. But the third drop down actually gives instructions for any city, any pastor, any evangelist, any teacher. If you're a prophet. If you're, if you're a successful businessman that you can hear God's heart on changing your city, call your city to repent and let your city know, let the believers, let the conservative people know you cannot be silent. You must align with Jesus on this. So on that page, we've put how we did it, how many people you'll need, what each position is. I give you the PDF form and the Word document so that you can automatically use it. Just go ahead and use it. Um, I tell you where I've ordered all the things that we've ordered. So since all of that's been figured out for any, any Christian who believes that they want to put on a protest in your city, everything is set for you. 
And I also want to say, Sid, that, you know, it's an evangelist that's really good at calling people to repentance. And um, the protest in Kansas City is stacked. We will have 10 evangelists calling out to Kansas City to repent. And if a city needs an evangelist to come, they can just get a hold of me and we can send an evangelist, you know, send an evangelist to help because the church, we must align and the hour is short. It's not too late. We need to provide uh, Jesus with what it is that he's asking us to do. And I think that warriors are stepping forward. They, I think we know we need to do something. We just don't know what to do. So I want to, I want to alleviate that problem. If you believe that Jesus Christ is asking us to move in this minute, we need to protest. Uh, the name of the Kansas City protest is called repent. And really, that's what people need to do. You are not safe. If you think that aborting a baby, murdering a baby is okay, you are not safe. And I would question you because I don't believe in once saved, always saved. I believe that you can you can slip in all of your sal- in all of from your salvation and all of your sin. And you need to know that siding with the enemy, it's the enemy, it's the principality of death who has convinced many, many people to uh, to side with something that's called choice. No, we obey. The Christians obey. It's not about my choice. I chose you, Jesus. Now we obey and the Lord wants us to stop this onslaught. I really feel that if we do not make this push right now, and it's not too late, there's plenty of time. If we do not stop this onslaught right now, we have no idea the amount of death that Satan is going to usher in. God have mercy on us. Sid, God have mercy on us that we that we hear him and we obey quickly. Oh, amen. Well, I have to tell you what God, you know, prophets see in part and prophesy in part. I have seen that America isn't finished, that America's greatest days are ahead of itself. And and um I, I mean what I have seen is beyond anything I could think or imagine. The coming glory is going to literally save cities. Uh, I think some some of the cities that, that are called anarchist zones, uh, the whole city is going to have a revival. But if we do something at this moment, it can shift what the devil plans for evil for God to do the good that he's called on us to do. I believe there are people watching right now that says, well, let someone else do it. It might be you. Would you pray over everyone that is watching right now that uh, they they would hear from God and be obedient and it would not hurt to talk to uh, a few of the lukewarm Christians, because I know what Revelation says. I'd rather you be hot or cold. But if you're lukewarm, I, Jesus, will vomit you out of my mouth. You don't hear that preached much in pulpits. Lori, pray as God instructs you. Thank you. Oh, Father, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Holy Spirit, I love you. And God, we need you right now. Our nation needs you in Jesus' name. I know my life needs you, my family, my neighborhood, my city. God, our nation needs you. And right now, Lord, we lift the name of Jesus Christ high so that all men can come to you before it's too late. Jesus, thank you that you've given us uh, marching orders. You've told us what to do. And so, Lord, we agree. We agree. We want to be obedient. So right now, help us. Lord, I bless the protest that's going to happen in Kansas City. I ask God that you have as many people at that protest agreeing to leave sin 
and step into full obedience, God. That's what we desire. We want to be fully obedient. We want holiness. And God, I asked her that for the cities around this great nation, this nation, God, that, that we are one nation under God. And so I asked God for the cities all around the nation. Have mercy on us. Lord, prick someone's heart. Raise up a prophet. Raise up a warrior. Raise up a businessman who says that we will protest in our city, Lord, so that we can call the city to repentance. Have mercy, God. Lord, I want to pray right now for my brothers and sisters that, God, you'd come and you'd speak to them. There is no middle ground. It's not which side are you on, Lord. You are the only side. You stand above politics. And any party that wants to murder a baby is not hearing your voice. And so I ask right now, God, awaken us, shake us, put your revival spirit in us. I pray, God, for the ones who are being complacent. Now is not the time to be complacent. Father, visit, visit us, visit anyone who is complacent, Jesus. Give them the word. Give them, God, show them the sword that is your mouth. Help us, God, help our hearts be obedient. And for anyone listening that you are in a backslidden state of not following Jesus, I, I pray you would repent, repent. There are four things that you need to repent. First, you must agree with God that sin is sin and abortion is murder. You must agree with Jesus. Second, you must have godly sorrow. If you don't have godly sorrow for this sin, then I question you. Are you really, really aligned with Jesus Christ or have you created a false religion? Third, you must confess your sin so that you can be fervently healed. And four, God will give you something to do to put you on the path of righteousness. And so I bless you. If you're backslidden right now, you must repent. You must align with Jesus Christ. The or else is unthinkable that you, you would be playing close to the gates of hell. Lord Jesus, help us. Help us storm the gates of hell right now that we would take back what it is that most precious ones. Help us talk. Let this be the issue that we cannot vote for abortion. We cannot side with a party that would allow babies of, of any, any age, God, to be, to be murdered. Forgive us, Jesus. We ask for your empowerment. And right now, God, I want to bless the protests all across the city. That cities, God, cities would repent and be saved and that we will humble ourselves. We'll pray. We'll seek your face. We'll leave our sins so that you may heal this great nation. We come asking you would heal this great nation, Jesus. We love you. We pledge allegiance to you. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. I want to remind everyone, and this, this is very important. Uh, go to Operation Save Kansas City, savekc.org. That's Operation Save KC.org. Isn't it amazing? I don't think it's a coincidence uh, that we're about ready to uh, nominate the swing vote for the abortion issue, for the challenges this country is going to have in the future, and for the president of the United States, there are only two candidates, and I might add all the lower offices, everyone that's running, you're either for God or against him. You're either for murdering babies in the womb or, or against murdering babies in the womb. Yes, there's other major sins, but at this moment, Lori Ditto has heard from the heart of the Father that this is the swing vote for the election, for the Supreme Court, 
and for you. Who knows if you have not been called to the kingdom for such a time as this. Arthritis is one of the most painful kinds of degenerative diseases that we have in our country. In fact, I think that the most amount of Social Security benefits are being paid out prematurely for people with arthritis. Very painful, and once you have it, it just continues to get worse. There's three principal kinds of arthritis that many of us know about. One is gouty arthritis. Now, gouty arthritis is something that simply comes from eating too much animal protein or too many organ meats. And it's a problem that happens when the uric acid level rises in your blood. And these come from those kinds of substances. Now, the problem with uric acid, it's perfectly normal constituent in the blood, but if it rises too high, the blood can't keep it in solution, and it forms crystals, uric acid crystals. Uric acid crystals are completely unnatural in the body's scheme of things. And when uric acid crystals form, the first thing that happens is that your white blood cells, seeing these strange crystals, know they're not supposed to be there, and so they eat them. The white blood cells are trained to eat anything foreign in the blood. If you have bacteria, you have viruses, cancer cells, defective red blood cells, the white blood cells will eat them to make the blood nice and clean. And so it does with uric acid crystals. Now normally, these little red white blood cells have little stomachs in them called lysosomes. These stomachs are powerful in digestive juices. Digestive juices are even more powerful than your stomach acid where you digest your food. Your stomach can't digest, for example, fat, but these little stomachs in the white blood cells can digest just about everything. And they eat the uric acid crystal and it gets in their little stomachs, but unfortunately never in nature's experience was it ever intended for a white blood cell to eat a uric acid crystal. The crystal with those little sharp points punctures the little stomachs because they're just indigestible and the digestive juices from the little stomachs pour out in the cell. The cell then is digested by its own juices, and the digestive juices spill out into the joint spaces. When it spills out in the joint spaces, the juices now start to attack the joint itself, and that's your attack of gout. When you have attack by your own little digestive juices in the white blood cells, come out because you're destroying the white blood cells. That's the attack on your joint spaces. This happens so fast that it only takes less than an hour from the time a white blood cell eats uric acid crystal until a white blood cell is destroyed and all the juices then are poured out, attacking the joints in the body itself. So it's, <clears throat> it's very simple to handle that problem. Simply cut your uric acid level down by stop eating the tremendous amounts of animal protein that can raise uric acid level. Uric acid is simply a byproduct of eating protein. It's a protein breakdown product. A couple of years ago, 100 years ago in England, gout was absolutely epidemic among those that can afford it. That's because if you look at the menus, you can see, they used to have six kinds of animal protein for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. In the morning, they have bluebird pie or blackberry pie. Uh, blackbird pie, that is, and uh, different kinds of meats and fishes. Uh, that's all they used to eat, if you're rich enough to afford it, and so gout was really epidemic. We know how to get rid of gout. How about rheumatoid arthritis? This is a real crippler and a real problem. And rheumatoid arthritis is related to the same kind of system, the white blood cell. Now, it used to be thought that rheumatoid arthritis was an infectious problem somehow happened due to infection. And the reason for that is that when a young child used to get rheumatoid fever, rheumatic fever, they used to have a temporary arthritis that developed and lasted for a period of months. And it was thought that therefore infection must be the factor in rheumatoid arthritis. And many people used to have their teeth pulled out so that they would avoid the possibility of having an infected tooth. 20, 30, 40 years ago, I can't tell you how many people had every tooth pulled out of their mouth to avoid arthritis, wearing false plates, completely 
without any reason, because it was all so unnecessary. They used to have their tonsils taken out, anything to avoid affections, to avoid arthritis. It never made any difference. The problem in rheumatoid arthritis is again related to the white blood cell, because if the white blood cell has inadequate oxygen, and in rheumatoid joints, the oxygen level is very low, the little stomachs in the white blood cell, the lysosomes, can swell up, swell up to so much so they can burst. And when they burst, again, the juices go into the cell, dissolve the cell, destroy the cell, and the juices now, after they dissolve the cell, they get out into the joint areas and attack the joints. And when they attack the joints, they start to nibble, those juices start to dissolve on your own joint lining, on your synovial lining. When other white blood cells around see your synovial lining being attacked, they assume it's bad tissue and they start to eat it too. So you can have attack on your own synovial lining by your own white blood cells if it doesn't look well. The only hope there is to stop the very low oxygen level. That happens because you have two things happen to you. First, you're on a high fat diet. The high fat diet causes your red blood cells and other little cells to clump, so they can't get through small capillaries and the clumping itself causes the oxygen not to be able to be picked up by the sides of the red blood cells that are stuck together. The other thing that happens is they clump together, the capillaries are blocked, and so the blood flow is cut down, and the oxygen carrying capacity of the, of the tissues is lessened. Smoking, of course, would help cut down the oxygen capacity of the red blood cell, since the carbon monoxide of the smoke paralyzes the red blood cell for a period of time. All these help do it. And when they block the small vessels, what happens is that the body, under the pressure of the heart pumping blood, goes against the blockage, and when it can't get through, it pushes the blood right through the sides of the capillary walls. This floods the tissues, causing what we call edema, flooding of the tissues with fluid. And the edema makes it difficult for the oxygen to transfer to the various cells, and makes it difficult for the oxygen to be given to the white blood cells where they need it. So that anyone that has rheumatoid arthritis is going to have a certain amount of fluid in the tissues. In fact, we know by experiments that if you increase the fluid in the tissues, that people will have a greater instance of arthritis than if you have less fluid in the tissues. For example, in cases of women who have taken the German measles vaccine, because German measles, if you have it during pregnancy, can cause malformation of the child. If you give German measles vaccine to a young girl, five, six, ten years old, they might have one out of 200 cases where they'll have a temporary outbreak of arthritis. And that's because the uh, virus uh, in the vaccine uh, is a little bit indigestible with your white blood cell. And you can lose a few white blood cells. And when you do, the juices of the stomach get out and cause this temporary arthritis by inflaming the joints. But you get someone who is older, 15, 20 years old, instead of one out of 200, because as you get older and you continue eating the normal fat meals in our country, you always have more and more blocked vessels and more edema. A 15 or 20-year-old female could have, instead of one out of 200 arthritis, can have one out of 50, one out of 25. By the time you get to be 25 or 30 and you're a female in this country, if you take the German measles vaccine, one out of four will get a temporary arthritis because by the time you're 25 or 30, you have so much fat in your blood that you have quite a bit of edema. And this is very interesting. If you take the German measles vaccine right before menstruation, when you have a premenstrual edema, instead of one out of four having arthritis, one out of two will have a temporary arthritis. To show you the power of the extra edema, the extra fluid stopping and blocking the transfer of oxygen. Edema is very important to development of arthritis. Uh, as when you already have a fat, high fat blood level and edema from that, and then if you have extra edema from injury, or from natural means like uh, premenstrual edema, or taking uh, birth control pills, they create edema. Women with birth control pills always have more arthritis than those who don't take it. 
If you have an injury like women used to scrub floors on their knees, and remember the term housemade knee? That's no joke. But that's from a the trauma from being on your knees on a hard surface floor. It creates an edema from the injury, and that's where they used to get some arthritis. People that use air hammers to break up concrete, they always usually have some arthritis in their hands because the trauma of the air hammer creates an edema of inflammation in their hands, and that's where the arthritis will start. So if you have an injury and where you get edema plus a lot of blockage from your high-fat diet, you're on your way to rheumatoid arthritis. Osteoarthritis is a little bit different, but it still involves a white blood cell. And studies have indicated that when a white blood cell is destroyed because of the lack of oxygen where these lysosomes, the little stomachs, uh, blow up and all their digestive juices come out, if these digestive juices come into contact with the cartilage cell, that's the cells that grow this nice, firm, tough tissue uh, on your joints. If they come in contact with the cartilage cell, these stomach juices from these little white blood cells will cause the cartilage cells to make a bad kind of cartilage, a bony kind of cartilage. And they'll actually make a bony kind of cartilage that we call osteoporosis. I'm sorry, uh, osteoarthritis. The osteo, of course, is a bone kind of arthritis where instead of a nice flexible lining around your bones, it's a bone-like made by your own cartilage cells. So again, the problem is the fat in the diet and the possible edema with other things joining in. The treatment for arthritis is medieval. What do they do when you have arthritis? Well, the first thing they might do is give you cortisone. What does cortisone do? Cortisone sort of paralyzes your white blood cells so they can't work. Well, when that happens, they also can't eat bacteria and viruses to get rid of infections. So if you're on cortisone, if someone sneezes 50 feet away, you're going to catch cold. It's the fastest way to get infections if you're on cortisone. And cortisone has a lot of other problems. But by tying up your white blood cells so they're inactivated, then they won't be able to spill their little stomach juices all over your joints, and you'll feel a little better. There's another way to help your arthritis called lymphocyte depletion. That's another medieval idea with scientific overtones. They go into your lymph vessel, the big thoracic vessel, and they take the white blood cells out by the hundreds of millions. They drain them out and they separate the white blood cells out and send back the fluid in the body. So in the first 24 hours, you can have a couple, maybe 25 to 50 billion white blood cells thrown out into the garbage can. And after 30 days of this, you're down to about 4 billion a day going out. How does all this help you? Why, sure, you don't have enough white blood cells now to die because you don't have enough oxygen in your blood and create all this stomach juice that comes out of the little bodies. That's a fine way to help you. And then, of course, you can always give someone gold salts. How do gold salts work? Well, gold being abnormal in the body, the little white blood cells eat these. It stores in their stomachs, but it's indigestible. And it fills their stomachs, and there's nothing they can do. They're out of commission then. So this helps the white blood cells get out of commission. In every way, it's to put the white blood cells out of commission, destroy their activity. In the same way, cytotoxic cells, cell-killing drugs, are used to control the problem. People take drugs like chlorambucil that are used to destroy white blood cells. And that's a good idea, of course, because the more white blood cells you destroy, the less you feel the pain of arthritis. But that has a side effect because many people have taken these cell-killing drugs over a period of years, suddenly develop an acute leukemia, which is a bad price to pay for a relief from arthritis that doesn't solve the problem. The only relief, the only hope you have for arthritis is to, one, go out on a decent diet. Go on a diet such as I recommend to you of low-fat and low-cholesterol, and your gas will drop. That'll take care of cardioarthritis. You'll have a max amount of oxygen in your tissues. That'll take care of the rheumatoid and osteo. And I'd like to just give you an idea. An article that was reported, a study that was reported in the 1890 Journal of the Australian Medical Society. When people out there got arthritis, they go to a particular hotel. And they'd wait there until a whale was caught. And the whale was caught, and then they would be brought out to the whale works. And the whale would be given a single slice, just like you open up a hot dog bun. 
a long slice through the body. The whale would be open. The people would come in and sit in that whale up to their waist. Then the whale would be closed, and they would sit in that steam bath in that whale to help their arthritis. At least that did no harm. Arthritis is bad enough, but how about gallstones? I don't think anyone who's ever described the pain of gallstones can say that, honestly can say, that it's not the worst pain one could almost experience. Now, gallstones are a real problem, and yet it's very prevalent in the United States today. I think that probably 10 to 20 million people have gallstones, whether they are symptomatic or not. It's a major industry in our country. Would you believe that a half a million people are operated on each year to have their gallbladders out? And it's no fun either, because out of the half a million operations, 10,000 people die as a result of the operations. So gallstones is something we have to look upon very seriously. How do gallstones start in the first place? Well, first, I have to acquaint you with bile, because that's at the bottom of this. Remember that the liver makes bile, which is a digestive substance that helps digest fat, and that people that eat a lot of fat produce a lot of bile. Now, bile is made up of three principal substances. It's made up, first of all, of cholesterol, and then it's made of bile acids, and then it's made of a particular kind of fat called a phospholipid, sort of a slippery kind of fat that helps, helps keep the bile and the cholesterol in solution with the bile acids. Now, if you have too much cholesterol in the bile, the bile acids and the phospholipids can't keep it in solution. It's like putting too much salt in water. When you put too much salt in water, you have a certain amount of salt that stays at the bottom of the cup and won't dissolve. And it's the same way with bile. If you have too much cholesterol, the cholesterol will dissolve to a certain extent, and then the rest that can't dissolve lays there in the form of crystals. And once you have cholesterol crystals, like little needles, laying in the bile, you know it's going to be not very long before the crystals stick together, and it's like a snowball, start to form a little bile gallstone, a little cholesterol gallstone. Now, in populations where cholesterol gallstones are never found, and in animal studies, if you took a measure of the amount of cholesterol in the bile, you'd find it'd be about 300 or 350 at the maximum milligrams percent cholesterol. Remember, in your blood, we like to have your cholesterol less than 160. Well, in your bile, we like to have it less than 300 or 350. How much do you think it is in the Americans? The average cholesterol level in the bile of Americans are 6 to 900. Can you imagine having a 900 cholesterol in your bile? No wonder the cholesterol comes out in solution and forms stones. In animal studies, animals, of course, never have gallstones in their natural diet, but if you give them high cholesterol diets, like Dr. Taylor has done at Northwestern University, uh, they form gallstones just like people do. And what he did also was to give them a very large amount of lecithin because some people say, well, lecithin helps dissolve cholesterol problems. He gave them a large amount of lecithin that had no effect whatsoever in the gallstones. But when he cut down the cholesterol from the diet, the gallstones dissolved. In human studies, we find very much the same sort of idea. Uh, human studies, uh, Pima Indians have a lot of experiments done with them because they have more gallstones than anyone in this country. In fact, if you're a Pima female, 25 years or older, three out of four already have gallstones. I think that taking out the gallbladders must be the largest industry in the Phoenix, Arizona area where the Pimas are. It's an epidemic there. And in studies on the Pimas, when they go to have their gallbladders out, one study let them be off all cholesterol for a short period of time, two or three weeks. Now, before they took them off cholesterol, they took samples of the bile, and they found there were many cholesterol crystals floating around. They took them off cholesterol completely for two or three weeks, and all the cholesterol crystals then were dissolved. They couldn't find any. <clears throat> now they put them back on two or three eggs a day for three weeks. <clears throat> and that was enough in two or three weeks to have all the cholesterol crystals come back. So that it's very clear to see, if we want to dissolve the cholesterol gallstones, we better cut down the amount of cholesterol. And we've had some patients by x-ray of their gallbladders and of their gallstones show that our kind of diet on low cholesterol can actually dissolve gallstones. <clears throat> 
But if you go to Mayo Clinic, you have a different approach. There they give you bile acids. They say, after all, the reason you have cholesterol gallstones is because you have too much cholesterol for the amount of bile acid you have. So what's the solution? To cut down cholesterol? Oh, no, we won't want you to change your American diet. The solution is to give you more bile acids. And if the body won't make them, we'll feed them to you. And that's what they did at Mayo Clinic. They fed people bile acids a couple of times a day. And that did, over a period of a couple of years, dissolve the smaller gallstones. But the moment they stopped taking the bile acids, the gallstones grew right back because they didn't change their diet. They've been trying this approach now for about a dozen years. <clears throat> and finally, they're starting to realize that diet is more important than feeding you bile acids. Kidney stones are a very painful problem that happens in many people. And in our country, kidney stones primarily happen because your uric acid level gets too high. And many physicians have tried reducing uric acid level and they do it by using drugs to reduce uric acid level. And this cuts out the formation of stones almost at once and does it for as long a period as the drug to lower uric acid levels continue to be taken. There's a much more practical way to do it. And that is on this kind of diet, uric acid levels normally go down to levels that would not cause kidney stones. We've had a number of stone formers that came into our program that no longer form stones. It's your best bet. Get your uric acid down by natural means. So we find that gallstones, as painful as they are, and as bad as they are, are completely avoidable. These cholesterol gallstones that we have in our country never should be. It only comes from eating too much cholesterol and having too high cholesterol in your gallbladder. But unfortunately, in countries like the United States and other countries on the high-fat diets, hearing gradually deteriorates all through your lifetime, so that by the time you get to a, an age 40, 50, 60 years old, where now you've made enough money and you've secured enough in life so you can enjoy all the things you wanted to and you've always enjoyed good, uh, good music, you can forget it because you've lost your ability to, hire, to hear the high frequency tones. It doesn't have to happen to you. And let's talk a little bit about hearing. First of all, is it something that must happen with age? Well, in our country, it does happen with age. You gradually lose your hearing. But in other countries around the world, that doesn't happen. For example, 